Welcome back to another message of biblical inspiration, motivation, and teaching from the Word of God. If this is your first time joining the MANA community, we encourage you to subscribe, let us know you're here, and how God has blessed you today. So this is part three and the final chapter of this amazing story. A story so famous and interesting, it's known throughout the biblical world. So good that if you haven't followed it from the start, please go to part one and follow along with us through our journey together. In all these things that have happened in the course of Abram's journey with God, we not only see faith, but the fruits that it bears. We see confidence in God for protection from physical danger as Abram goes out to fight and recover Lot the capture. We see hope in God as the provider when Abram refuses to take anything from the king of Sodom, but has faith that God would make him rich in his own way. We have also seen the spiritual awareness that Abram exhibited in his encounter with Melchizedek, the priest of God Most High. Can you and I show faith like this? Sure we can. It was a step-by-step -step journey, similar to the one you and I walk today. And Abram was gradually coming into everything that God had proposed in his promise. But pay close attention, as God may have the same journey mapped out for you. So although he was still hopeful, God still had to remind him again in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. This was a good reminder, but just like you and I, Abram was only a man and was still disturbed. However, God reassured him of his promise again and asked him to count the stars, as these would be the number of his descendants. Of course, that was a fool's errand that neither you nor I actually would do, but more importantly, this was God showing him the extent to which he would fulfill this promise. So Abram believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. God was pleased that Abram believed him. How might God respond to your belief? God is not particularly angry when you and I ask him to make things clearer to us. Of course, he sees our hearts and knows if we are asking with the right mindset or not. And this is the difference between getting your prayers answered or not. So if you're stuck, confused, and not sure where God is taking you next, ask him. In prayer, as with Abram, I promise you, God will answer. On that day, God made a covenant to give the land that Abram was standing on to his offspring, to give them from the river of Egypt to the great river Euphrates. The next events that will unfold will be regrettable, and out of the lack of patience of his wife Sarai, she encourages and persists that Abram gets her maid, Hagar, pregnant, because she urgently needed a child. Maybe Abram didn't properly communicate the promise of God to her. Maybe she was just impatient. All we know is that it finally happened. Abram had a child with this bondwoman. They had a child named Ishmael, who was not part of God's plan for the journey of Abram, but it happened because of human intervention. 
Are you and I not guilty of this ourselves? This child would later be the cause of a ton of problems in those days, and even up until this day. This is what happens in our lives even today when we, you and I, become impatient to wait on God. The results are always unpalatable and can echo beyond our lifetimes, even to future generations. So God appears to Abram at 99, changes his name from Abram, meaning exalted father, to Abraham, meaning father of many. God also changes Sarai's name to Sarah. In the same encounter at 99, God also makes a covenant on the circumcision to be a sign of the promise of fruitfulness and blessedness that was to come upon the generations of Abraham in the future. And on that very day, Abraham and Ishmael, his son, together with all the men that were in his house, both free and slaves, were circumcised. God also reaffirmed his promise of a son to Abraham. At this time, God was merciful to give him a specific time to expect. It was going to be the next year. Truth is, Abraham and Sarah were only human and still were amazed at the words that they heard that they would soon be parents. At this old age? You and I, as any reasonable person, would be thinking that as well. But against hope, Abraham hoped in God and believed what God was saying. Abraham, in all these years, had been walking with God and had truly become a friend of God. So when God wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for their sins and wickedness, would you believe that God had to tell Abraham? Isn't that typical for a friendship relationship? You get to know what everyone else is in the dark about concerning your friend? You get to know secret plans that are not open to the general public. And Jesus said that he has also exalted us, you and me, to this position of friendship. And no longer servants, since we are spiritual descendants of our father Abraham. No longer servants. Not meaning we do not serve God any longer, but we do it from a point of enjoying both sonship and having an obligation to fulfill, to honor and love the one who has first loved you and I, and to do his good pleasure. The intercession of Abraham before God concerning the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, it simply just points out clearly the level of relationship that they enjoyed. God was patient with Abraham's continuous bargains for the salvation of these wicked people who were about to be destroyed. When you are close to God, you also have that privilege to intercede on behalf of those who can be saved. You can pray for their salvation and work toward getting their situation changed. Believe it or not, you, even you, can convince God. Then again, the same type of drama that happened in Egypt between Abraham, Sarah, and the king is repeated in Gerar with Abimelech, the king. And Abraham, out of fear, tells the king that Sarah is his sister. Now God is merciful again and rescues all of them from the ugly consequence this could have led to. Think about how many times God 
has had to rescue you from yourself. Abraham is then instructed by God to pray for all the household of the king that they could bear children. Now, stop for a moment. Imagine, just for a moment, a childless man praying for others to have children? Yep, this was God's instruction, and it would soon come with a blessing. And just as this was over, as the Lord had spoken, the very next year, the cry of a child from Sarah, the wife of Abraham. Joy was everywhere. It felt like, finally, God had filled a big missing piece that was supposed to be the primary ingredient in the covenant and the promise that he had made. The child was finally here, an heir and a descendant that would make the promise a reality. Abraham was now 100 years old when Isaac was born. I could stop here, as this would be a great ending to the story. It's just that it didn't end there. Here was God again, with the final move that would test Abraham's faith. Kill your son, Abraham. Well, that's what it sounded like. I could only think of what would be going through our minds. Why would God wait so long to give me a child, only for him to ask for the child again now? Just as the child was growing into something good? I don't know how much Abraham thought about this. I don't even know if he had a sleepless night or even told Sarah. But the Bible tells us that in the morning, Abraham got up and marched to the place where the Lord would show him. Do you have that kind of faith in God? Can you honestly say you are anywhere near because I am not that level of trust in God Almighty? I cannot. This is the part that probably gets all of us the most. The audacity of faith. What was Abraham thinking? Why was he thinking what he was thinking that made it so easy for him to obey God on such a seemingly outrageous command? The book of Hebrews gives us a little insight into what Abraham had in mind. It says in Hebrews 11 and 19 that he considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he'd receive him back. You know when we say, God sees the heart? Believe that without a doubt. To God, Abraham had already sacrificed Isaac from the very moment he gave him the command. Abraham believed that even if the sacrifice went through, God could literally raise that same Isaac back to life again. My God, what faith, what understanding. God, I pray for and everyone listening to me right now to have this type of faith. It wasn't just at the point when Abraham lifted his hand to kill the boy on the altar that God realized his obedience. It was a long time ago. And because of this obedience, God showed him that truly he was a merciful God. And he did this by providing the sacrifice in place of Isaac. This is how God tests you and I sometimes. 
and God will not even ask you to sacrifice your child today. But can you sacrifice other things for God? Television, the internet, sporting events, friends, family. And to think each of us struggles so much to sacrifice such menial things of this world. Look at the level of faith and conviction this man had walking with God, believing everything God would say without a single doubt. Abraham is truly a father of faith that any man who wants to walk and enjoy his walk with God must emulate. This type of faith comes from knowing who you're walking with and what he can really do and what he has the authority to do. Solve the issue of faithlessness by desperately seeking the Word of God to understand God better. Study the scriptures tenaciously, seeking the truth of God's knowledge that you may know Him and be able to walk with Him on your own journey to the promise that He has made for you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 15, verse 4, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. The scriptures have been written for you and I, that we should have the knowledge and wisdom that would lead us as we learn from the lives of men like Abraham who walked with God and obtained the promise that would bless future generations yet unborn. Because of Abraham's obedience and walk with God, not only was a physical nation of Israel born, but also a spiritual nation into which every believer is now grafted into. So, Abraham became the father of both a physical nation and a spiritual nation, solely because of his walk of faith before God. Believers, let us pray. Romans chapter 4, verse 18. Your and my Bible says, In hope he believed against hope, that he should become the father of many nations, as he had been told, so shall your offspring be. Lord, give me, give us, the grace to be hopeful about all you have spoken to me. Help me get faith that produces results. Help me to live a life that will be chronicled as a reference of faith and righteousness before you. Lord, as I walk with you, help me to know how to trust you and wait for your promises to show in my life. I trust in you alone to bring every word that you have spoken to reality in my life. Help me to wait on you with patience and a character of faith and joy because you will surely do what you have said you will do, no matter how long it takes, if only we wait a little while. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen.